help me out with something here. And Emily, you you may be the right person to ask here because you are the youngest of the group and you are the most active on social media. And we're going to talk about job right here, Slee. I, I don't even want to get into the what, what he was doing yet. I want to get okay. into it. I just don't want to do it yet. What What is, and, and I know I'm going to sound like a super old man right here, and I really don't give a damn. What What is the constant need to be looking at yourself in a camera? What is the constant need to constantly be showing the world what you're doing at any given moment? This it, this need to, because as dumb as it was that what he and his friends were doing, if that was a gun and everything, especially in light of everything that he'd been through last season and yeah. been suspended and everything else, it's it's ridiculous. But why is he recording that? Why is he broadcasting that to the world? What is this, this need to say, I'm riding in a car with my buddies, we're playing some music, we're having a nice time, and oh, by the way, I got a gun in my hand. What, what is the need to constantly be broadcasting every single second of your day, much less something that is that potentially dangerous to, never mind everybody because of what could happen, but to himself? That that he's he is going to be in so much trouble for what that is, and it's entirely self-inflicted. It's not like somebody drove by and snapped a picture of it. It's not like it's on a security camera from a club. He was doing it. His friends were doing it. Mm-hmm. I just, for the life of me, can't wrap my head around that part. So I I think the 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 live thing is listen. It's uh definitely I'm assuming here just an attention thing, right? Somebody wants the attention. Does he not get enough attention? They got all these followers. This and by the way, it doesn't even. I think social media a lot of it is attention driven, right? How many likes did I get? How many people saw yeah. this? How he's many? John Morant, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. everywhere he goes, he's the center of attention. I I, I don't know if it matters whether. Uh, listen. The attention thing, I really do feel like, is linked together with social media. How many times do we check our just instinctively? Ah, oh, check this, that. Sure. How many did that get? How many? What? What views did this have? The jaw thing that I just can't understand is this just went down within the last couple of months. Yeah. No. But hold on a second. I, I want to okay. do that. I want to do that. Al, if I was doing something that would cost me my job, mm-hmm. I'm not video was helping myself doing it. Mm-hmm. This is the part that doesn't make sense to me. I, I understand how, the, the connectivity of it all, but mm-hmm. if I'm and I'm just making something up ridiculous here, if if I'm robbing a bank, I'm not doing it on IG Live, okay? If if he's riding around with his buddies waving a gun around, why are they doing it on IG Live? It's 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 just never mind the the act itself being wildly irresponsible. It's just so dumb to record yourself doing the thing. That would get you busted. Well, I think what you got to say is, it's not what it, why are you recording with a gun on IG Live? Why would you do anything idiotic on anything yeah. live? Yes. Right? They yes. Just keep it as simple as that. I don't know if there's, I think it's impossible for us to have an answer to that. I Because w- what would the answer be? There's a lot of people who do a lot of stupid things, and I don't think there's an answer to why they do these stupid things. I don't have an answer. So I'm not equating these two things, uh, but you know what happened with Paul Pierce and his job at ESPN. Yep. There's something like that where yep. you know you put it on IG Live and it, stuff like that happens. But I think it's also maybe a cultural thing that we, us in this room, can't understand because we are very different culturally from J- John Morant. But it's the whole thing of like you grew up with social media, you grew up in this age, and that like you have to put everything out there. You have to. He's trying to put out this that's image of himself in this one way, yeah. and so that's why I feel like that's why he's doing it. I, I obviously don't know Draw. I don't have the same background as Draw, but that's what I get is that you're trying to create this image of yourself, and you don't care what anyone else thinks about that. But that image of himself 
in this particular case, kind of getting back to what you were talking about, Al, is he got in a whole bunch of hot water for what happened in Denver where he was it at just the club. Happened. It, it happened it literally five just minutes happened. ago, basically. And then you do it again. And, and now the, the, the Grizzlies have already suspended him mm-hmm. pending further investigation. Woj is saying John Moran is expected to receive a significant suspension if that was indeed a firearm in that video. The, <laughs> This is not just attention. This is just beyond cult. This is just dumb. Like you have this moment where the thing that just got you on the precipice of being suspended or kicked out of the league or whatever's coming up. May have cost your team things. He said after the series that my immaturity, my problems this season adversely affected my team. And then five seconds later, you do it again. I, I, I would love to know. Can I, can I, I would love to, the, the thought process that says, yeah, I'm going to go do it again. I, it just happened. Impossible for us to know the thought process. The only thing that I can think of is people do stupid things trying to be cool. People do idiotic things trying to impress, show off, I'm this person. Um, when it that seems to be more important than not caring about what any other anybody yeah. else's opinion is. That's the only thing I could think of. Because people do stupid stuff trying to impress others, trying to, um, trying to. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the best way to put he it. He is but. one of the most popular players in the league. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that is one of the most exciting players in the league. Everybody seems to really like him. Everybody is, is is rooting for him. Everybody wants him to be successful, and he keeps you know shooting himself in the foot metaphorically he keeps doing the thing that you can't do this just don't do that one thing that's the one thing that's my and i know you said well i get alan he just did that but that was the one thing that won't stop kind of running through my mind john morant was literally in the same situation a couple months ago it was literally a couple months ago what do you think the league does because the league with the eight game suspension this last time what do they do this time if eight games didn't get your attention is it twice that much? To Is make it three an example, times that enough? to say that we don't want this to happen across the league, yeah. we don't want anyone well, else it's to a do bad, this. It's a bad image for the whole NBA. Every, Of course. So you know there's going to be teams, I'm sure, complaining as well, saying, what the hell is this? Um, what do they do? Well, they just, look, they suspend, if eight was the first offense, and look, fast forward 10 years, he does it again, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, it's every 10 years he does something great. He did it a few months later. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't get your attention with eight, what do I have to do? Do I have to, is it 30? Is it 50? Is it half a season? Is it a full season? What is it? Because eight didn't do the trick. I remember when we've ran into situations like this. You thought John Morant initially, they're going to try to sweep this thing under Mm -hmm. the rug. They're going to try to, let me flip it back to you. Because if they did eight back then, remember six of them was already served. He was doing some counseling thing, whatever it was. So they just, they used those as part of the eight. So technically he only missed like two games when in the big picture, the big scheme of things. Um, do you think for somebody that has said, no, Draymond Green, the hit against Jordan Poole, watch, they're going to figure this out internally. John Morant, they they're going to try to sweep here. this thing down the rug. What do you think about this one? They don't have a choice. This isn't this isn't something that happened internally. This is something that happened out in, the, in front of everybody mm-hmm. on IG, right? That this was not at a practice where somebody inside a practice surreptitiously video, not surreptitiously sent the tape out so everybody could see it. Didn't happen in a game. The NBA could and did ignore Draymond Green, right? They let the team in. They don't have a choice. They already suspended him once for almost the exact same thing. So now they have to suspend him a second time 
more more significantly with more time involved and it's not probably from 8 to 10 or 8 to 12 or 8 to 15 i wouldn't be surprised if it's 8 to 25 8 yeah, to 30 I, I, 8 I, to 50 i was going to say at Jake, least a quarter of the season it, it feels like it and that's 20 games yeah and and that that would feel low I'd, like if you had to set an over under on it i think 20 is probably the number i think i'd go over in that spot but he's he's here's the other thing and he should be very happy that David Stern is no longer running the show here, that it's Adam Silver. You did not mess with David Stern. If David Stern said, I don't want this to happen again, and you turned around and did it five seconds later, David Stern would say, oh, okay, you make make me look like a fool? Well, watch this. I don't know if Adam Silver has that same gear in him, that same, you're not going to embarrass me, but I guarantee you he's not going to let him embarrass the league. I, I and think, it's embarrassing for the league. I think, actually, I could see Adam Silver basically saying listen i i i tried my best to give you that that here's your second chance here's your second shot adam silver does seem like somebody that's much more reasonable but i could also see adam silver in this situation saying i got to send a message i have to i look bad if i'm only giving you 10 games what what is if eight games didn't mean anything to you? Oh, no, it's, potentially it's losing partners, this it's that. Way more than that. But I don't think Adam Silver. I don't think you're going to walk away from this saying, you know, Adam Silver is a nice guy. I think Adam Silver is going to probably stick it to him. I really do when believe he's that. He's decided it's time to make a point. He makes a point. Mm-hmm. When he, he and and now you've left me no choice, right? This is one of these. I tried to help you out. I tried to make this be as seamless as possible make you miss as little time as possible now i don't have that opportunity it's it's just a terrible i because they want him to succeed because he's so interesting and fun to watch while he's on the court absolutely he and he's wildly popular he's an incredibly popular player and a great player and now this but this this weird deal even someone like myself who i'm a fan of john morant i want to see him on the floor when i saw that stuff come out this weekend i'm like they could serve you whatever. I don't even I, care. I don't yes. care. Uh, it's one of those whatever you get, that's what you get. And this is I feel like you've bought whatever you just bought. Just think about that. When that's why I go back to I'm like this was literally a couple months ago. A couple months ago. This same idea concept. All right, he didn't learn from it. Give him whatever he what whatever you think he deserves. All right, let's let's move on to the Lakers and the Nuggets tomorrow and the actual matchup itself. Well, Anthony Davis has been really, really good. LeBron James put together a performance in game six that was maybe not like vintage LeBron, but pretty darn close. Very good LeBron. <laughs> it was an incredibly good version of LeBron James. Is that the better duo than arguably the best player in the league right now in Jokic and a really good sidekick in Jamal Murray? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Driving without a seatbelt could cost you everything, but despite that, there are still drivers on the road who just won't buckle up. Some of those drivers will be pulled over and given expensive tickets by law enforcement. Some of the drivers not wearing their seatbelts will be involved in crashes. Some will survive, but some won't. Wearing your seatbelt could be the difference between making it home to your loved ones and not making it at all. Every day when you get in your vehicle and decide whether to buckle up, remember that's, that it's the single most effective way to protect your life in the event of a crash. Make it home safely to all the people that you care about. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So of all the things on my menu, Emily, other than the green beans, what were you most impressed by? Hmm. So yes, martini, fantastic. I really liked that. Um, it just also looked like, it just looked crisp. I think that's the best thing. Ah, yeah. Crisp, so oh. I love a, a crisp, springy, Early summer drink is is great. Uh, I also really like the steak. I'm not a huge um, like seafood person, which okay. is why I, I I would probably like that if you served it to me. But the steak looked fantastic. I love, I love your tandoori chicken. <laughs> I've never tried Indian. I should try that. I need to get one of those pot ovens. I just I dig a hole in my backyard, and start putting the sticks in Easy. it, line Easy. it with bricks. No problem. I can do it. I have a challenge all myself. the confidence. I had in the a world. lot of work yesterday. There was a lot going into that. Chances, chances if you started digging that thing in the backyard, HOA would come through, and then you're saying, no, no, I'm trying to make a tandoori chicken. <laughs> I'll fill it in when I'm done. I don't, don't worry. It's not a permanent structure. I you're think doing I can have, what? I think I can have temporary structures in my backyard. We By the way, Tika Masala coming. So my, uh, my kickball team had their last game on Sunday, uh, but one of the girls on my team um, she is going to host our um, like end of the year party. Team or party? Whatever. Yeah. And she had quite the list of things she's going to make. She's going to do uh, a smoker. I think she's going to do a brisket on the smoker. She's going to do um, uh, some ceviche. Okay. She was just like, honestly, it sounded like I was talking to you. She was just like going on and on about all the amazing food that she was going to make. She nice. has like one of those green egg things where she oh, can yeah, do like those the long are, smokers. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm signing up to go to that party. Yeah. You should buy me a green egg smoker for my- uh, Green egg smoker. For Christmas. Yeah, just How uh, expensive are they? I think they're like a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think so yeah they're very expensive they're awesome though and they look good and they look like a big green egg league and you can smoke a brisket ribs a turkey you can do whatever you want on that thing yeah i think my brother-in-law has one of those he swears by it yeah they're pretty yeah. they're pretty sweet they're a pretty good deal all right uh lakers and nuggets tomorrow yep. night game one neither team has lost a home game in this series the lakers have ad and lebron james the nuggets are really interesting because Jokic is certainly not the most dynamic player. Like, he's not flying through the air. He's not Giannis yeah. where you just watch him and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I just saw. 
It's just that he just goes out there and kicks everybody's ass every single night. He goes up to the high post at the top of the key. He passes. He shoots threes. He drives to the rim. He hits floaters. He just does everything there is to do. He's got a really impressive number two in Jamal Murray. And then you start looking at all the other players they have on that team, whether it's KCP or Michael Porter Jr. or some of these other guys, Brown. They just they have a very complete – Aaron Gordon, I think, is going to be an incredible wild card in this series because of how athletic he is. Can Do you put him on LeBron and make LeBron work hard? Do you put him on AD and make AD work hard? you got a lot of options there for Denver. It just feels like the most even matchup. And, and, and I don't want to say similar styles, but they're both willing to, I think, go relatively slow if that's how they want to do it. And I don't know who that benefits more if they get into a half-court game because I don't know if anybody's better than Jokic in a half-court game. So it, it's not fair to to put the Denver Nuggets in this bracket, but I still got some doubt on them. And, I'm, and we're going to find out this series, all right? But there is... What do you doubt? A team that's never made it... The, the franchise has never been to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. This group, obviously, has not got to the NBA Finals. So there's always just kind of naturally a little hesitation there. How great is Joker? He's unbelievable. <laughs> he's... he's Honestly, he's... I, I don't even know how to describe him because a lot of the moves he makes, it's slow motion... It's not like he's going to be on this highlight reel. I mean, some of his passes are on the highlight reel, but he's literally slow motion, and he just kind of slowly dissects you. At the same time, if you can have one player that you said, okay, I don't know how much I can slow down the Joker, but I got Anthony Davis on this side. Mm -hmm. I have somebody that is arguably been the best defensive player, best two-way player in the playoffs so far. He's dominated the other side of the floor. Maybe, just maybe, if I can slow down Joker with this player, it's kind. Of, you would pick Anthony Davis. You've seen AD go up against the Joker in the past. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job against yeah, him. Yes. Again, listen, Joker's going to get his. For sure. Nobody's saying that he's not going to get his, but... Does the Joker get into foul trouble because he's trying to guard AD? Does Do the Lakers decide, we're not doubling? You want to go one-on-one against Anthony Davis and go get 35? Not only good luck because it's Anthony Davis on that side, but on top of that, we just want to make sure nobody else gets involved. As in, the Lakers have some answers too. So that's my that's my hesitation with Denver. Now listen, if the Nuggets beat the Lakers, all that conversation stops. But it takes a team to beat a team like the Lakers with LeBron and AD to get to the NBA Finals before any doubts that you had start going away. I'm curious how they're going to go about dealing with him because there there's two schools of thought. One is just let him do whatever he wants and make sure that you lock up everybody else. They don't make sure Michael Porter Jr. doesn't get going. Make sure KCP doesn't get a bunch of open looks. Make sure that Jamal Murray doesn't get his 30 points a night, right? That let Joker do what he does. Let him get 40 a night if he wants to. Let him have his 40 point triple doubles, but you can't let the other guys get going. Or do you try to really defend him and make him work for everything he gets? Because I I, I don't know what's a better option. I, I don't think, to your point that you said at the beginning, I don't know if you can really stop him. On the offensive end, you can probably try to exploit him on the other end, attack him, maybe get him into foul trouble. But he's just such a smart offensive player that if you try to really shut him down, he's going to find somebody. The way that he can pass, the way that he sees the court, the way that he can move, he just is such a tough matchup. Whereas, like, I'm going to put one guy on him, who knows? Maybe you throw a series of players at him, but you don't double him and just make sure that none of those other guys really get connected because the Lakers are going to get expressed 
sprinkle it all around, right? That you're going to get AD and LeBron and do, but you're going to get performances from two or three other role players throughout the series. Denver is going to go as Jokic goes. They're going to go as Murray goes. And if you can kind of limit those other players around the, the periphery, I think that's a better plan for them than trying to really lock down Joker because I don't think anybody can. All right, it's a Michelob Ultra reaction Monday on 710 ESPN. So we're celebrating the Lakers clinching the win on Friday night. Of course, getting you pumped up for Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals tomorrow night against the Nuggets. It's all presented by Michelob Ultra. A refreshing and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. I want to play off something that you just said. It's not the best example, but I think there's some similarities there. You're not going to stop Steph Curry. You're not going to stop him. But can you make his life a little bit of a living hell? Steph had games where he was dropping 30 and he was getting double-digit assists at the same time, right? And I think this is my similarity with Joker on this, okay? But Steph was not enough to win the game. He wasn't. And Steph had one game where he had 31 points. He took 30 shots mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Joker won't do that. Joker will be incredibly efficient. A lot of his bucks are going to come around the basket. I do feel like if you told the, the Denver Nuggets, how would you guys like to play? They would say, Joker's going to get his. He's also going to get others involved. And it's KCP got you 16, and Bruce Brown got you 14, and Jamal Murray got you 20, and Aaron Gordon chipped in with 15. I really think, and, and the only reason why I make the Warrior comparison the Warriors weren't going to beat the Lakers unless Wiggins, yeah. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, unless everybody. Right. For the Lakers, you said it. Go look at the Laker box score at the end of a game. There's great balance. Yes, you're going to get your top heavy. AD is going to be there. Bron's not going to be too down below. Reeves isn't going to be too far from there. D'Angelo's not going to be too far. I, I think if you get into a, if the Nuggets, if Jokic is trying to win every one of these games, because the Lakers are shutting down some of the other players, that part's going to be incredibly difficult. I think for Denver, I just think Denver has so much, a much better supporting cast that the Golden State supporting cast historically, sure, right? Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, sure, and it, all dependent on the perimeter, which and, Denver won't. And, be Andrew Wiggins on the last year was dynamic, second best player in that series behind Steph, sure, but it was basically Steph and cross your fingers and hope that somebody else pops off. They've got better options than that. Jamal Murray's going to be good. KCP is going to make shots, right? Aaron Gordon is such an athletic guy he's that he's, he's going to get player. to the rim. He's going to do his things. Michael Porter Jr., when he gets hot. He's on he, and off, but when he's hot, he's hot. Super on yeah. and off, but he gets hot enough. You're going to have to defend more guys than you had to defend against the Golden State Warriors, I believe. And I think that that's why you just, you just live with whatever Jokic is going to do. I'm going to live with it. You, you try to make them work for it like we're talking about stuff, but I am not running everything I have at Jokic to try to get him off of his game because he's going to carve your ass up. He just he does. Every time that here comes the second guy, boom, open guy cut to the basket. His teammates know how to play with him so well. They mm-hmm. never stop moving. They keep moving, and he always finds them, whether it's at the high, whether it's on the block, whether it's kick and drive, everything that that dude does, Mm -hmm. he finds the right guy and they get open looks. I don't want those open looks. I'm willing to live with him. Here's the beauty too. You might not have to because you have Anthony Davis. That a lot of times when teams throw a double- you put him on on Jokic? uh, It's It's going to be interesting. It is interesting. Um, By the way, if you're Denver, are you putting Joker on AD? I wouldn't. 
Probably not. I wouldn't. I would take my chances I'd put with Gordon on him to start. I, I would take my chances with let me go somebody that's going to try to body him up. I'm not trying to get Joker in foul trouble. I don't know who Joker's going to guard. Maybe it's Vanderbilt. Maybe it's this. Maybe they're using him screen and rolls the entire time. But you said something about the Nuggets, and I, I think this is it's a good observation. When they closed out the Suns in Game Six. Okay, Joker, 32, 10, and 12. That's what he does. Okay, 32, 10. And that's not even... point triple double. He's at a 53. Stupid. He's at a 53. But Jamal Murray had 26. KCP had 21. Bruce Brown off the bench had 13. Might be the most underrated offseason signing yep. that anybody made. Um, Michael Porter still got you 10. Aaron Gordon still got you 10. It's balance. And, and the Golden State Warriors were so dependent on one thing shooting threes. The Nuggets won't. They'll take twos. They'll get to the free throw line. There isn't this overreaction of we can only win one way. It's, you know, we talk about it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We're going to talk about it all week. We're going to talk about it come in Wednesday and break it down and everything that happened. What was true at the beginning of the series against the Memphis Grizzlies, what was true throughout the entire series against the Golden State Warriors is going to be true against the Denver Nuggets. If AD's good, they're going to win. If he's not, they're probably not. It's it's just it really is. I know. Well, if LeBron is he saving energy? Is he doing this? Can he do? Sure. Th- these are interesting points of conversation. If AD is good, they will probably win. If he's not, they probably won't. It, it really is entirely on his back. That's how great he's been so far, and that's how reliant they are on him. Because when he's good, everything else opens up, and guys go crazy from that point. Mm. When he struggles, kind of bogs down a little bit, and they don't have nearly the versatility. Yeah, there is. Um, it, it's AD. I get it as the foundation, but just like the Denver Nuggets need multiple guys to contribute, AD is going to need a lot of help as well. Factor Cap, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, guys. Hello. By the way, my team did lose by one, one run. freaking run. It was the playoffs. It's fine. Did you get any hits or kicks? or What, what do you call it? Did you uh, get on base? I did get on base. Uh, I got to third and then ended up getting out on third. So, unfortunately. Like, no. When I ran home. On your but, way. To, did you get a hit? Did you double? Did you triple? What I got a double, and then uh, that was about it. But other bunch? times I flied out and stuff like that. It wasn't It wasn't my best performance of the day. Who blew uh, the game? Let's cut right there. Were you responsible <laughs> for the, the loss? The umpire blew the game. Actually, mm. they took away. I got a girl out at home. I threw at her. I got yep. her foot out because if you throw the ball and it, hit, and it got there before she hit home, and the umpire was like, safe. And I was like, actually, no. Taylor. I got her beforehand. Charge the umpire. Uh, I don't whatever. know, bro. Scripts. <laughs> and then, also, they took away one of our Scott runs Foster was there. By saying that the girl got out and she wasn't. So, we should have won, but didn't win. Boo. They, they, they brought the extender, actually. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were the underdog. So, all right. So, one of my roommates. Uh, so, uh, by the door, we had these, like, shoes all set up and stuff. Usually, just, like, put them on right as you go out the door. But I noticed that my roommate got new rollerblades. So she doesn't rollerblade often, but she's trying out a new thing. And I was like, oh, good for you. But it got me thinking. If you had only 
one way of getting around. You couldn't. This is, these are the only two modes of transportation. Mm-hmm. It's either rollerblading everywhere you go or a unicycle everywhere <laughs> you go. You would rollerblade. Travis, fetch your cap. Cap. I, I would unicycle because they're both. They're both one of those things that no matter how you do it, people will be like, what, what's going on there? Rollerblades a little bit less, I guess. But rollerblades feel like something from like the 90s, maybe. They're yeah, making a comeback. Are they making a comeback? It's that 30-year trend cycle. So, But yeah. a unicycle feels like something from like the 1920s. So that, that feels incredibly old-timey. I'd get myself a bowler hat. I'd yeah. wear a tuxedo everywhere I go, and I'd ride my unicycle to work. Yeah, it would be more unique than rollerblading. Yeah, rollerblading just seems like you're trying to be fit and <laughs> trying to you know save the earth. A unicycle, you're making a statement. Al, um, so rollerblades for me, whether that's fact or cap, and this is, that is only fact. that is only because yeah, as a kid we had rollerblades. So I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I I would ride them enough in my parents' driveway around the around the house where it's like okay I could kind of you know sort of. Um, no, I don't think I was able to go backwards. Yeah. I was that just was I was just constantly out. balancing with basically the rollerblades. I go rollerblades. I think I need some time, but I think I could get it back. Get Taylor? it back. Okay, I'm I'm kind of torn on this. I'm trying to think of the pros and cons here. Uh. For the unicycle, you can you can kind of dismount easier. You'd be a lot. Yep. But also, it's kind of be kind of rough on the groin area. I would imagine <laughs> after a long time. Doesn't look very forgiving, does it? And I've Any never Viking would. I've never tried it. I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure I could manage and figure it out in a couple of days. But I think I'm gonna go rollerblades here. Have you ever tried a unicycle, Al? No. Have you, M? No. Uh, I've not. It's impossible. It's litter. It's it's witchcraft to try to balance on that thing is so hard. I've tried it once. You're still in the unicycle league. It's it's got one wheel. How are you supposed to balance on it? It doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't make sense. Have to have great core strength. All right. So this weekend, I failed. (laughs) Taylor Swift was in Philadelphia. She was performing at Lincoln Financial Field. She had three sold out shows. Um, but. Not only, so again, this Lincoln Financial Field can hold just under 70,000 people. So it's a, it's not a small stadium. So it was sold out. But people around the stadium, there were thousands of people outside the stadium tailgating, watching her uh, perform from outside the stadium. So there are some screens you could see part of like uh. the visuals and you could hear it. And people were like partying and stuff outside the stadium. So in case you didn't ha- have tickets, you could go and... Be adjacent to the festivities. For me, one, this is a little dangerous. I don't, I would not go to this. I don't think that I. Uh, it's safe. But if you couldn't get tickets to your favorite musician in their prime, like their top of their game, you would go and watch from outside the stadium. Alan, factor cap. Um, factor me. If I really wanted to be at an event and it just didn't work out, like people but can I just do this at, be... at the Greek. People can go and hike and watch the Greek from like. Yep outside but i just kind of want to be there i want to be around it then you know what and i already know there's a good amount of people that are doing the same thing and they're all going to be hanging out and it's that vibe and everything else yeah i think i would do it I, I i'd rather go take my chances of doing that than not go at all i was confused about you said it's not safe what's not safe uh yeah. just a large groups of people and really close together there's not the like there's not people that can like there's no. It's not organized. Yes, there's no organization. So if something goes bad, you're not in a great place. Which I think, in general, crowds are scary nowadays. But yeah, I'm going. 
Trev? I'm going. So is this like a situation where they'll have like a watch party, like your team is playing in the playoffs in Denver and they have TV set up? Or is it just you trying to like, you can just kind of hear the echo of it through the the night air? It's more that. You can hear the echo of it and you can catch a glimpse of the big screens in Lincoln Financial Field. But, you know, something like SoFi, this wouldn't work because they don't project it on the outside. Right. So this only works for certain stadiums. That's why I'm cap. I I, I think if, if I'm not in there, how much of the experience am I actually getting? And and I'm the absolute worst person to ask this one to because like going to a giant concert like that is not my jam at all. But if I'm gonna if I want to be a part of it, I want to be a part of it. And standing outside, kind of hearing the echo of the show through the night air, it just doesn't sound like you're a part of it. Just that you're as close to being out of it as you possibly can. I would skip it. And a lot of people too were trying to get like scalp tickets and stuff, and just yeah. didn't end up getting tickets. But so they just planned to do Put it. Put up a video board, right? Right? Why not, Taylor? Cap, it just—it sounds kind of depressing watching it from the outside. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it the right way. And I don't know. If anything, I'd rather watch it home and and stream it. I know that a lot of concerts will do that, like Coachella. Yeah. You can just you can stream it at home. And People are doing that right now with on like IG Live or TikTok Live. Yeah, and stuff. I'm not going to watch it outside the stadium. No, hard pass. All right. So speaking of stadiums, um, there are very few, uh, and also speaking of airports, since Lee is going to go to an airport, there are very few stadiums that are named after people in the United States. It's not like the actual stadium is not typically named after a person. It's usually named after a company. But if you had to choose between either an airport or a stadium to be named after you, you would want the stadium. Taylor, Fender Cap. Cap, I would want the airport just because I think it's uh, something that they don't change as often. It feels like they change uh, the name of the stadium every five, ten years. But airports, you know, maybe every 50, 60 years. So I'm going to be immortalized forever if I have an airport named after me. But you're like, ooh, I hated going through John Wayne. It sucks, you know? <laughs> well, like that. I'll, I'll be dead I anyways. hated going through Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Smith. Just, just, his name is always bad connotation. Jeff? Uh, I, I'm exactly in lockstep with Taylor on this one for all of the exact same reasons. I would just add that even if it's a bad flight or whatever it is, oh, uh, yeah, I'm flying out of Taylor Smith this week. And uh, yeah, I got I to gotta connect in Travis Rogers. And then we're going to just that being a noun like that, being a destination like that, I think would be awesome. I, I, I think that would be really, really neat. And like he said, a stadium about every five years it seems to get recycled so the airports they keep those for a while unless you get canceled i'm doing a stadium yeah definitely doing a stadium if i if we can call it um alan sliwa.com arena i'll take that over i'll take that on on that it's it's your team it's the it's the sport that you love i would rather have it for the stadium than i would an airport airports are all they're all headaches all right so um this is not a succession spoiler, but this is regarding succession. But there are two people involved with the show Succession that have a very similar name that I always mix up. So there is Jeremy Strong, who is the actor who plays Kendall Roy. There is Jesse Armstrong, who is the creator of the show Succession. And it's gotten to this point where people will bring up both names and I have no idea who they're talking <laughs> about. I actually thought they were the same person for a long period of time. So like when I was like, this big article came out with Jesse Armstrong, I was like, oh, Jeremy Strong is being really interesting. So it's become a running joke with my friends that they'll bring it up. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea who you're talking about. This is this is great. But I'm starting with Travis on this one. But there are names that you always mix up. Fact or cap? I, I, 100% fact. Do you not? I, I still don't know the name of the guy that's the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. I know his last name is Fields. I don't know if he's J- Jeremy, Justin, whatever. 
I still don't know what it is. You Josh? Can, you say Josh, but his name is Justin. Justin. Yeah. So there there are 10 of those I'm sure that I get wrong. You've heard me get them wrong all the time. There is another one that I would always call the guy by the... I still call Andrew Wiggins for the Warriors, Alan Wiggins, who played for the Padres 40 years ago. No, <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. I, yeah. Yes, I do this all the time. Fact. Al? Fact for me too, but I'm with you. There are times where I don't even realize I'm doing it. Like I, I will call out a name and then find out later. I'm like, I, I got that name that wrong or somebody on Twitter will remind me. <laughs> so I think this fact definitely happens. Taylor? Uh, Cap, I think I'm, I mean, once I learn your name. Oh, Mr. Perfect. It might take a while for me to figure it out, but once I get it, it's up there for good. All right, I have one last one for you guys. So uh, I didn't go to a comedy show this weekend, but I went to one two weekends ago. And I always find it, if someone's bombing, I'm a good audience member. I do a sympathy laugh. I try to support this person because it's more of the, ooh, I don't know what's happening here. So I am an easy audience member, and I also give out the sympathy sympathy laugh. So if you go to a comedy show and it's not funny, you still laugh. Alan, that's your cat. Uh, I'm fact. I'm, and it doesn't even have to be that situation. Someone could be telling a story in front of you know just a few of us. I'm like, all right, let me make this guy feel good. I don't know where the hell he's going with the story. I will definitely <laughs> lean towards that, trying to help whoever it is who's bombing and whatever. Example, Taylor, um, I will. I will help. <laughs> My experience with help. you has not been what you just described. How so? <laughs> you will oftentimes not give me anything, even a courtesy chuckle. Well, well it's he's got, not listening. <laughs> no, here, here's the problem. That's a good point. It if we're if we're talking 15 hours plus, I might not even notice that it's happening. If I'm talking to more of a stranger, I, I want them to feel comfortable. Well, that makes me feel even worse. <laughs> it's 15 hours. Sometimes, you know, I just... Hey. I, I, in a comedy show like you're talking about, I'm assuming we've bought these tickets to go to this show. Sure. Right? Yeah. No, you have to entertain me, right? If you're going to say something, if I've given you my $30 to come in and see the show or whatever, and you're telling me a bunch of jokes that are awful, I'm not going to laugh just because I don't want you to feel bad. You should feel bad that you can't make me laugh. I'm paying the good money to come see this. And there is something, I haven't been to a comedy show in a few years, but Susan and I used to go a lot. Mm. And occasionally you get someone who just sucks. It It just happens. And it's an unbelievable energy in that room when that person is dreadful and the very best part is the person that comes on after the guy that's dreadful will always address the fact that the guy before him was dreadful and that almost Yikes. always slays it's it, it's great it's great so uh, i will not courtesy laugh but i do like the energy in the room when no one is laughing taylor yeah i think i'm with trav i'm start heckling him a little bit you know huh Call that funny? <laughs> you would <laughs> never. Entertain <laughs> me. You would never heckle. Not in a million years. I would love it if you did. That, that takes a certain kind of somebody, too, to heckle somebody in a comedy show. Would you heckle? Never. I'd never heckle. No, no, no. I would never, ever do that. All right. Um, Joe Musgrove says he's tired of hearing about uh, my... Your guy's tired of hearing about my guys. That's hmm. next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So my friends and I have our usual succession watch party. We had a little later yesterday than we normally do because um, one of my friends is coming from Temecula because they went to go see their uh, mother. But uh, I ha- they all voted for ES- on uh, for the Mandy's. So ESPNLA.com, you can still vote for the Mandy's. They went through it all and they like you know had a little laugh going through some of the categories. But have you guys voted yet? I have, yes. 
so last week we did this late. So when, when did you do it? I did it over the weekend. It, my mom sent me something about it that reminded me of it. And I had my laptop in my lap at the time when she sent it to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do it right, right now. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Vote for me, Sleep. <laughs> what do we want to win the most? Do we want to show win the year. show of the year the most? Oh, yeah, right. Yes, that, yeah, I think that's so. The one you want? Yeah, I think we we all want to win the show of the year, but uh, that's all of us. And individually, what do you want to win the most? Do you want to win Man of the People? Do you want to win uh, Host of the Year? What is the thing individually you want to win the most? Because I obviously want to win Producer of the Year, but Man of the People is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah Man yeah. of the People. I, I would like to win that one. I would look. I'd like to be. A clean sweep. I need to see all these now. Now I got to go on and take a take a real look here. Taylor, do you want to win associate producer of the year? I want, I want it all, Emily. I think we need after after that showing last year. We need to just not the best showing. We need one. Yeah, it wasn't completely the best reverse it and win everything. Sweep them. But you know me and my grudges. My longest grudge is about running for something and not getting it. So mine was oh, against like for third grade treasurer or something yeah, like that. Secretary, secretary. Jay Koppel. Um, <laughs> so I, I know. I, if I'm going to go in, I'm, I'm going to be all in, and I might hold grudges for a long time. We need something for the show. Well, yeah, we look, do. Show of the year would be ideal, but even Emily, if you're the only one that win, I would be thrilled. If Taylor was the only one that would win, Al, and any of us that gets one, we're sure. We, yeah, we're getting some this year. We're, we're, I, I think this year. ESPNLA.com. Last year, too. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, that was the problem. But yeah, make sure you, we all vote. If you're a fan of the show, vote for us. It'd be awesome. It's going to be here before you know it. It's really close. I know. It's it's coming up <laughs> fast, and it will be uh, in our suits, ready to go. You're going to tux up against so You looked nice last year. I, I have not I have not given it – I've got to be honest, just because I think all of us are – all right, the seasons continue and everything else. I haven't really given it much thought. I haven't thought about it, it, what you just said right now about how close it's coming – yeah, it kind of dawned on me. It was like, wait, what? It's it's basically around the corner. It's so. a month away, mm-hmm. give or take. It, it's just, I mean, it is right there, and uh, I'm going to go create I'll a probably wear the same clothes I wore for the pickleball tournament. <laughs> and have the same amount of Michelob Ultras? And the same Ultras. <laughs> Why not? Same Ultras. Joe Musgrove, after the Dodgers beat the Padres on Saturday night, uh, the game that Joe Musgrove was the losing pitcher is, says, I'm tired of hearing that blank. I think we as a group in here got to stop talking about these guys like they're this unbeatable force. We beat these guys in the playoffs. We beat them in big situations. We're just not playing very well right now. He went on to say, we feel like we have a better team than them. We're just not playing to our capabilities right now on both sides of the ball. We're giving up timely hits to their hitters. We're not getting timely hits on our side. Baseball's not that difficult of a sport. We know it needs to be done. We're just not doing what we need to do. That to me, by the way, everything he said is, I think, mostly true, mm-hmm. right? Maybe other than the part about the Padres being better than the Dodgers, at least right now. He's right, but all I'm hearing is that very same thing. When they signed all these guys, when they gave Musgrove all of that money, when they went out and bought all of these terrific players, and I said to you, I want to see how they react when they get off to a bit of a slow start and everybody's saying, hey, what's up with you guys? That's exactly what's happened. And everybody's saying, hey, what's up with you guys? And this is a little crack where it's the pressure of expectations is weighing on these guys. So here's my here's my only issue with the pressure weighing on these guys. Um I think pressure, it, it, I understand it. There's definitely pressure around the Padres, but they're playing awful baseball, period. So sometimes you think at pressure, pressure I would feel like comes later in the season. Why would there be pressure in May? Oh, what's, there's a lot of reasons why. But what's the pressure in May? 
compared to what the pressure is going to be in August, September, as you get a little bit further well, sure, into the that's, season. That's different, and that's an additional pressure. But from the second they signed Bogarts to the second they gave Machado that money to the second that they gave Musgrove all that money. To, yeah, but you don't have to be 40 and 0. No, you don't have to be 40 and 0, but you can't be whatever they 19, 19 and 22. 19 and 22. You, you can't be that either. And, and every day that they were mediocre or bad, which mm-hmm. is what they've been somewhere between those two things, it's a hey, you guys are making a lot of money. Like there was a, a, a thread going around where I think Aaron Palmer, one of our guys, went on a Padres Reddit. People are complaining about prices that they got raised and all of this stuff. And this is just how it goes. When there are expectations, if you don't meet at expectations. The, at the stadium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't meet, if somebody says you're going to be good and you're not, that's pressure. There is pressure of expectations. They had none last year. None. They scraped their way into the playoffs, beat a good Mets team, playing with house money, beat a good Dodger team, playing with house money, ran into another team that was kind of loose and free. There were no expectations. This year, it's nothing but. So it's I, all expectations. I, I get that. I know there's pressure and expectations on the Padres this season as a whole. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, if you're feeling pressure in May, what the hell is going to happen when we're another 40 games in? I Listen, I, I don't mind the Musgrove comments because Musgrove is one of the few players that I feel like He's got a little bit of dog in him. There yeah, is, um, there is. I'm not hearing a lot of this stuff from some of the other Padre players. The biggest problem with the Padres, in my opinion, um, there's no chain linking everybody together. It's just these individual pods, and it's not this collective team. You said something watching them over the weekend. And actually, I think your opinion on the Padres is it would be very interesting because from a Dodger fan perspective, you're supposed to be walking into this season saying, all right, there's another really good team in the NL West. Has not played out like that yet. Early in the year, has not played out like that. One and five against the Los Angeles Dodgers. You just got to see them six games over a, a span of 10 days, let's say. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Of the Padres? Of the Padres. I think they're playing like crap. But that doesn't mean they're a bad team. There's a baseball is so different than every other sport. They're playing really poorly. They look really bad for they, for the entire. This is not yeah, a stretch. No, this is right. how they've played they, through their forty games. They look bad. They do. That Juan Soto, he's coming around a little bit. It does not look good. Tatis has missed the vast majority yeah. of that time. Machado, Machado's awful. His slug is under 300. Awful. Okay, he's been dreadful. Their pitching has been okay. You know, it's been okay. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been bad. There's so many games left. There are 120 games left in their season. They're going to be all right. I, I, I'm i enjoying the Dodgers beating them five out of six. I'm enjoying the fact that the Dodgers have built this little seven-game cushion. Dave Roberts said something along the lines of it's nice to create a little space because it's going to correct itself. It, it, this, this is what's not going to happen. They're seven games back on May 15th. You're going to get to July 15th. They're not going to be 14 games back. You're not going to get to September 14th, and they're going to be – 21 games back it's not going to happen they're going to have a moment where it all kind of clicks where everybody relaxes for a minute yesterday in the game uh Tatis doubles to start right mm-hmm. and you're like okay pretty good start and then Machado has just this dreadful at bat where nothing he's happens been awful. He, he's been awful mm-hmm. you can feel the pressure that they're taking up there everybody's trying to be the guy to hit the two-run home run to get him going to get the whole thing started and when it doesn't happen more pressure on the next guy when it does Bogarts who got off to a great start has really started to dip since then 
it goes since like I this. decided it's, I wanted his jersey. It's up and down. They're going to be fine. They're going to make the playoffs. They might compete for the division at this point. They're going to be fine. If they get to the All-Star break and they're 10 games back, then you can reassess. I, they have too many good players out. You can't tell me that Soto and Machado and Tatis and Bogarts and Cronenworth and these guys are going to be this bad for six months. I just, I just don't think it's possible. I don't believe you. <laughs> I think you are playing do you, do you, the gods no, perfectly. No, I'm, I'm really not. Yeah. I'm really not. I, do, you, do you really think this, this is what they're going to be? They're going to be under 500? I think there's some things that are incredibly, incredibly confusing. To be the worst team, have the worst batting average in baseball makes no sense. To have, and maybe this falls along to what you're saying. Maybe it falls along to what you're saying. To be the worst when it comes to runners in scoring position. To walk in against a set against the Dodgers and and go one and five. They're that just was some, bad. There's just some glaring things that they have six shutouts, them and the A's. Yeah, that it, their <laughs> offensive woes are really hard to explain. They're too good. Manny Machado didn't forget how to hit. Juan Soto and Tatis and Boy they didn't forget how to play baseball. Yeah, they're in. They it's like the Dodgers in the postseason. Kind of when it starts to go, it really starts to go. And the Dodgers every May they take off, and then every October it's like uh, it's funny. Get, all the more than two hits from all Mookie? the tweets we were getting that we talked about the Padres and the Dodgers. Every Dodger fan was like, "Yes, yeah, it's cool, but uh, you know what? Cup what happens come October?" Yep. That's exactly right. That was neat. Seven-game lead over the Padres is neat. And you know what it means? A bunch of jack squat. Lakers and Nuggets, game one tomorrow. And for the first time all year, will the regular season actually matter? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.